Let us pray. Holy and gracious Father, we thank and praise you that you have a word, a gracious word for us. A word that reminds us, that tells us, that proclaims to us that you care for the lowly. You care for those that the world does not care for. You care for the lost. You care for the broken. You care for us. Oh Lord, help us to hear this message today. Help us to believe it. To trust in your great grace and mercy. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to read to you from Micah 2, once again, Micah 5, verses 2 through 5. It's what we began our service with. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord, his God. And he will be their peace. Why did God choose Bethlehem for the place of Christ's birth? Why was Jesus born in little Bethlehem? Jesus is the king of the Jews. Surely he should be born in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is only six miles away. Jerusalem is the center of Israel's existence. The temple is in Jerusalem. The sacrifice is in Jerusalem. The festivals are in Jerusalem. Everything, everyone, everything that matters, that truly matters, that has influence, that has power, that has significance is in Jerusalem. Why wasn't Jesus born in Jerusalem? Why was he born in Bethlehem? Well, there are many reasons, if you come to think about it. Bethlehem was a place that had a rich history. It was known as a place of sorrow. Rachel died in Bethlehem. Genesis 35, 16 through 20 says this. Then they moved on from Bethel. While they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty. And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for you have another son. As she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Ben-Oni but his father named him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. Now what's important is as she was laying dying, as Rachel was dying, in Bethlehem, or right around Bethlehem, she wanted to call her son the son of sorrow. But Jacob wouldn't allow that. I don't know many fathers who would put that burden on their own child. Instead, he named him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. Now, isn't that fascinating that Christ our Lord, who was born truly as the Ben-Oni, 
the son of sorrow who would die for the sins of the world, would then ascend to the right hand of the Father and become the true Benjamin. It's important, and it's fitting that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was also the birthplace of King David. You know the, great, the boy who, who slayed the giant who became Israel's greatest king? Many of you know what God promised to David, that he would have an heir whose rule would be who would rule the kingdom forever. 2 Samuel 7 explains, When your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. Your throne will be established forever. It's not an accident that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is the place, the birthplace of David. Jesus is the new David. Jesus is the descendant, the true king of Israel. Also, we know much about Bethlehem's industry. It produced two things, bread and sheep. Bethlehem, two words, Bet and Lechem, which means house of bread. If any of you have ever been to Dudley's Bakery in Julian, you can get a sense of what Bethlehem must have been like. In Dudley's Bakery, right out there, it's in the middle of nowhere. You're driving by, you don't see anything, but then you see some signs, and before you know it, you show up in this little bakery that doesn't look like much, but you walk in, you smell the bread, you say, I hope they take American Express, <laughs> or Visa, right? And you buy a lot of bread. Bethlehem was famous for its bread but it's also famous for another um, item, and it's their sheep. Bethlehem had great shepherds. Bethlehem, the hills of Bethlehem, produced many sh sheep. And the reason, the, the most abundant reason for all the sheep they produced is because of its proximity to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the place for all the sacrifices, and guess where the people would get their sheep for the sacrifices? Bethlehem. Josephus said that often there are nearly 3 million people who would travel to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. 3 million! Do you think they're going to be carrying the sheep with them the whole way? I mean, I can hardly carry my own daughter of five feet. <laughs> Try carrying sheep for the sacrifice. I imagine when you were traveling to Jerusalem, there were these signs that said, you know, 10 miles before the next, so you can have your unblemished lamb. Pull off here. Buy your unblemished lamb before you go to the temple. Last chance. Turn around. They'll charge you way too much. Come here. Right? That's Bethlehem. It's a place of shepherds. It's a place of bread. And it's fitting that Christ will be born in Bethlehem because Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus is also the lamb of God. For when John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's fitting that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And yet, as good as all these reasons are for him being born in Bethlehem, Micah tells us there's another reason, a deeper reason, a, a gospel reason for why Jesus was born in Bethlehem.
Micah 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. The reason God chose Bethlehem, little tiny Bethlehem, insignificant Bethlehem to bear the Christ is because Bethlehem was tiny, because Bethlehem was insignificant, because Bethlehem could not boast in itself but could only receive Christ as a gift. For you see, that's how God likes to work. God loves the small and insignificant. God loves to reside in those of lowly estate. We see this all throughout the Bible. Jacob, Joseph, and David, they were all younger brothers. And I know this because I'm an older brother, and every time I read that, I go, they're not supposed to get the blessing. <laughs> and that's exactly the point. They're not supposed to be chosen. But Jacob is the one who gets the birthright and the blessing. Joseph is exalted over his brothers. David, when he's crowned king, anointed king, selected by Samuel, first all the other brothers, the older brothers, go before Samuel. And it's finally little David, puny David, insignificant David, passed over David. That's the one who God chooses. Or think about the women in Jesus' lineage. These are not the people you would think should be in the ancestry of Jesus. Sarah was too old to have a child. Rahab was a prostitute. Ruth was a foreigner. These are women that we would pass over. These are women we would not select. These are women insignificant in their time. These are the women that God chose, picked, wanted. Think of Mary. Many of us lift up Mary as, as the most virtuous of women, the most divine of women. But that's not what, how Mary describes herself. In the Magnificat, she says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate, the lowly estate, the insignificant estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. Not my name, holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate, lowly estate, insignificant estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Why did God choose Mary? Because she was lowly. Why did God choose Israel? Because it was tiny. Why did God select Bethlehem? Because it was insignificant. Because it was so close to great and glorious Jerusalem. That's exactly why God chose little, tiny, puny Bethlehem. Because God was giving a gift to Bethlehem. God was gracing Bethlehem. Now what does this mean for us? 
Why is this important? Well, it's for these reasons. Why Bethlehem? It's to show all of us that we have a God who knows sorrow and pain. Jesus was born in the very place that Rachel died. Jesus was born in the town that would lose many sons. Jesus was born the man of sorrow, the Ben-Oni, in order to then become the man of joy, to ascend to the right hand. He was born to exalt, literally resurrect the humble. He was born to resurrect Rachel and the little boy slaughtered. He was born to resurrect you and your loved ones. That's why he was born. Why Bethlehem? Another reason is because he is the good shepherd. To a lost world, the good shepherd comes, seeking those who are lost, looking for those who are lost, searching for those who are lost, to grab them, to have them. And once he finds them, the good shepherd doesn't scold the sheep, but puts the sheep on his shoulders and carries the sheep home and throws a party. Why? Because the Son of God did not come for the righteous but he came for sinners. The Son of God, the Good Shepherd, lays down his life for the sheep, for you, for me. And of course he'd be born in Bethlehem, the place known for shepherds, because he is the Good Shepherd, your shepherd. Why Bethlehem? Because God loves the insignificant, the ordinary, the small. For all those people who, who, have, who have searched on Google, to see if their name is listed, only to find that you didn't know how many people were listed with your same name and you can't find yourself anywhere. <laughs> Jesus says, rejoice, for your name is written in the book of life. Rejoice, O tiny ones, insignificant ones, O lowly ones, the ones that the world has forgotten, the ones that the world does not love. Rejoice, because God loves you. And Christ was born in little Bethlehem for you. Rejoice, for your name is written in the book of life. Why Bethlehem? Because Jesus has come to be our peace. He is our peace. He is your peace with God. That's why the angel said at his birth, glory to God in the highest and, on and peace to his people on earth. Well, hear the words again of Micah, for these words are for you. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, for you, members of Reformation, for you, friends and visitors, for you who are gathered here, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and he will be their peace. He will be your peace, for he is the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name, amen. This time, let us stand.